Hello, everybody. Good day. My name is Carlos. Welcome to My Life Without Limits podcast. Another episode, a second episode of season number two. Um, and once again, we have here my co-host, Leah, this day. And we have a wonderful guest that I will let Leah introduce to all of our audience. He's fantastic. And... Um, so, Leah, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Doing really good. Are you, staying, are you staying warm? How's the weather? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, the reason why I ask is because I haven't been outside today. That's bad. Mm-hmm. should have been outside, but I just haven't been. <laughs> the, you know the, what? The, it's the... still so icy everywhere. You know, like we've had so much ice this year that it's probably best for you to stay home because... In the weekend, I was a little bit around a skating ring, just to let the audience yeah. know, because it was pretty bad outside. But it was mm-hmm. fun. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so glad to hear that you're doing well. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing well myself, too. So but we have we have a wonderful guest today on our season two. We had mm-hmm. a guest, a previous guest, which I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, last release, which it was two Friday was it two Fridays ago I think it was two Fridays yeah. ago it was February 4th that yeah. was released the the first episode of season two and then before we introduce the our wonderful guest or I let Leah introduce our wonderful guest I encourage our guest our our audience to stay until the end of the episode because we're going to talk about a little fundraiser going on or a little activity how do you call that leah that what we had in our website now and in our instagram promoting uh we have a little something that we we don't want to say it yet but we have a little something uh (laughs) that we want to let you know at the end of the episode uh so please stay tuned at the end of the episode and we'll let you we'll let you know for sure uh, i will i'll make sure i remember i made a note in here so um (laughs) But Leah, could you please introduce our wonderful guests and uh, so our audience can know about who he is. Yes, absolutely. Very happy to introduce Adam, our new friend. Um, another, uh, he works, has a company that I discovered again on social media. They joined our parent support group and we're um, promoting a webinar that they were doing. And I did a little dive into their website and I absolutely love it. And I'll give my reasons as we talk about it later, but I would like to introduce everybody to Adam and Adam, would you please let us know a little bit about you and um, your company? Uh, sure. So first thing, thanks for having me guys. I'm, I'm mm. so excited to be uh, here and, and speaking with you today. I, this is going to be uh, a lot of fun and I have so much respect mm-hmm. for the organization and what you guys do. So, you know, thanks. Thank you. Thank you for, for having me on here as well. Thank you. Um, yeah. So Adam Greif, I'm, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Avika.io. Um, Avika.io is focused on producing multimedia educational content uh, for people with disabilities and those who care for them. So um, my my life in my life, I double as the chief operating officer for an assistive technology clinic in Toronto called the Assistive Technology Clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm I, I see every day um, people with very complex um, neuromuscular conditions, um, often progressive, uh, and I found that there was a a real gap in in the way knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. was disseminated through not just not just to the patients but you know throughout the ecosystem so um, to the clinicians to the vendors to the government agencies to the parents to spouses to mm-hmm. um, you know the the clients themselves I, it just seemed like um, knowledge was hard was hard to come by whether it was about technology or services or just general tips about living um, you know that life with with a disability yeah. um, and so, you know, we created Avika as, as a learning platform and it started with a directory of assistive devices, um, but it's since grown to things like webinars about advocating for your children or financial planning uh, for parents who have um, children with, with complex, who have complex needs. Um, 
webinars, uh, videos, articles written by professionals, mm -hmm. um, just covering tips and tricks for for living with uh, with a disability, and and that's that's what we do. And we started in I guess mm -hmm. 2018, so we've been at it for uh, about three and a half years now. Yeah, I love it. I was looking at the articles, and I just like how you guys. It's the lifestyle, right? And I think that like some of the articles, when you look, there was one about you know just tips about spring cleaning for people with disabilities. And it's like, it's just a good reminder for us able-bodied people that, oh yeah, guess what? You know, individual disabilities have houses to clean too. And, um, you know, like different things you can use for your pets, like a, a leash that's easier when you want to walk your dog. And it's like, I think it's just a really normal, it normalizes everything. And it's a good reminder that, you know, just because someone has disability doesn't mean that they don't need to clean their house. They don't like sex. They don't like, they have pets, you know, to take care of. And I think it's just, it's a good space for individuals disabilities because then it helps them feel like, yeah, this is the stuff I need. Cause there's always tips and tricks and life hacks, but they're never for individuals disabilities. And it's like, yeah. it's just a really nice space. And for able-bodied people to come in and see it too. It's just that good, like, Hey, guess what? This is normal. <laughs> It's a normal yeah, I, daily living. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting, you know. Like, um, in products are designed uh, with, with every product that gets made or service. It's all people always talk about the usability, mm -hmm. right? Um, and really, when you're talking about accessibility, um, you're really just talking about usability for a different demographic of people, right? People yep. with disabilities who can't access things the same way, um, <coughs> and so. You know, when you start thinking about that, and it's um, there's there's so there's so many things um, that um, with with small with some with a little bit of creativity or some small thought mm -hmm. um, can apply to to the many many people who are today living with a disability. Oh, yeah, uh, and it, it's not a small it's not a small <laughs> number anymore. I'm, exactly. I, you know, I'm preaching to the to the choir here, but. You know, I spend a lot of time on reports. Um, the World Health Organization has released a popular one that says there's a billion people today living with yeah. uh, disability, and it's probably going to be around 2 billion people by, by 2030. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it, it is a, it's, it's a lot of people. Um, and, you know, we're all, we're all probably going to be touched by that at some point in our lives. And yes. Either someone we care about or, or ourselves. Um, so, let's start having the conversation about what does usability mean um, for addressing a, a very meaningful part of our world and our, yep. our population. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, when I'm cleaning my house and using a spray bottle, I don't automatically think, oh, I wonder what Carlos uses when he's cleaning his house, but I've got, you know, aging, my grandparents are still, I'm lucky enough to still have them in my life, but they're just getting into that transition from living independently to going to a senior's home. And I mean, I am like, we're always thinking about what they can use to make life easier. And to me, I'm just like, let me do it. <laughs> you guys have done enough. You guys, just, right. but I mean, people who still want to have that independent life mm -hmm. just need a little adjustment, you know? And I just really like how your website just makes it just, it's, it's just there. It, there's a lot of information in there lot of information yeah thank you thank you it's uh that's 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 what we were hoping to to create so it's really nice to hear to hear you um say that thank yeah. you well as a, someone who con like shares content every day all day mm -hmm. long you know mm -hmm. it's always nice to know we have a place to go for reliable stuff yeah you know reliable stuff yeah we try to we try to have um you know clinicians come on um mm -hmm. we're, we're working on some interesting sites now, which are, um, you know, working with clinicians to approve certain lists of things mm. for different, um, for people with different diagnoses. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you have cerebral palsy or certain types of cerebral palsy or certain types of functional ability, yeah. um, you know, what are, what are some professionally, what are, what are professionals seeing or what have they seen that have been really meaningful and creating yeah. just, you know, smaller lists of devices that, um, that are easier to, to sort through as well. So we're, yeah. we're doing a lot of work to try to, 
try to make it even easier. <laughs> as, as Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's great. And I think when people think of assistive technology and devices, they automatically go to actual technology, mm-hmm. but it's not always even about that too. Um, you know, it's, it's just things. My, my daughter got, she has like some sensory thing. She doesn't like to get her hands. Like when she's eating, she doesn't like to get her hands dirty and stuff. And when she plays Roblox or something, she'll add, like if she's eating a snack, she'll ask for tongs. Mm. So she doesn't have to touch her screen after and all that. And then my mom bought her their finger chopsticks. So it's like somebody on, there's two guys on shark tank that invented them because they're gamers too. And they want to eat Cheetos and stuff while they're playing, but they don't like to get their controllers dirty. So they just sit on top of your fingers and you can pick up your snack and not get your hands dirty. And then you can still play. And I mean, my daughter, my mom got her a pair for Valentine's day. And my daughter's like, her life has just completely changed. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll have to you'll have to send me a link so we can get it up on uh, on the site. That sounds amazing. Well, that's the thing is that you never know. Like somebody with you know any mobile like in their hands, like if they have any issues, maybe those will work. I mean, she can fully use her hands, but she just hates like, if she gets like jam or anything on her finger, she just like freaks out and has to wash her hands. And like she's forever is eating popcorn one piece at a time just to not get her hands all dirty. <laughs> so this is like, and they're small and you just stick them on and you just eat and then you play. And it's amazing, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some really incredible, incredible stuff out there. Some some things, you know, created for this purpose, some things just sort of created for able-bodied people and then you yeah. know repurposed mm-hmm. in some way yeah. that we had never we had never thought of. Um you know, one one really interesting thing that stands out to me is um, is adaptive clothing. Um, yes, so absolutely. As an able-bodied, absolutely. yeah, as an able-bodied person, it's not not something. And before I got into this space, you know, not not something I'd really thought about. Um, but you know, people, you know, why not be fashionable? There's 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 um, you know, I just keep it. There's for so long. I think what's been holding back um, these companies that that create these sorts of things um, is not being able to to get to the audience at scale Mm -hmm. right Um, like a lot of a lot of companies whether it's for this for for um, the disabled community or not um, you know they scale is important you got to be able to create something with efficiency and and at profit and and that sort of thing and if you can't sell a lot of it it makes it really hard to do yeah Um, so you know, I, I think that um, these days with the way that the internet has has come together, I mean, you know, everyone can see now the effects of online shopping and being able to reach people through yes. social media and being able to to get the word out to people who are previously really difficult to reach. Um, yep. And, you know, and I, I count Avika among that, among those platforms who can who can get yep. there. But, um, <clears throat> you know, now clothing designers can look at this as a real as a real business and that's a really important thing Mm -hmm. for creating these products is is being able to look at it as this isn't just you know a small part of what we do it is what we do and we can make a good living doing that and and it also helps support you know a community that that needs this sort of innovation so um you know, adaptive clothing is, is really interesting. We've found a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of new brands that we didn't know were out there mm-hmm. um, doing cool things with with shoes and shirts and um, you know zippers in places. I, I didn't think that zippers belonged, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. They could yeah. be so useful for a person with a disability that cannot unzip it or or something like that. For example, talking you were talking about adaptive clothing and. <clears throat> When, when I first started, for example, just to let people know what you're wearing, uh, it's, a, it's a button shirt, right? For me to wear a button shirt, if the buttons are small, it's so hard for me to put it on. So I'm yeah. like, I need something that <clears throat> you still want to look nice. You still want to yeah. look, look wonderful. and But you can't really look like wear those type of things if you cannot unbutton it because you cannot be with a shirt like that without being button right so mm-hmm. it would be easier to make it like a little clicking button and for the longest time all the other shirt uh cl- nice 
nice long shirts where 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 buttons that were so small that you couldn't even mm-hmm. put it on, or they were so big that it wouldn't fit. Uh, it would take forever to fit it to the hole, right? So yeah. it's it's really interesting how clothing now is like changing to the point of like, okay, we need to make sure that everybody can can wear it and everybody can use it because even if you become older, uh, your hands end up becoming a little more hard to to maneuver your clothing, right? And so mm-hmm. it's easy, it's great to see clothing more and more adapting for persons with disabilities, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah you know, in buttons in particular, uh, one really cool thing I saw, uh, it's, it's, I think we have a few of them up on the site now from different, brand, from different brands, is actually magnet buttons. Um, mm-hmm. So now, so they actually look like real buttons, but it's just magnets sitting behind them and in the shirt so that they... Yeah you know, come together really quickly and easily. Frankly, I want one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I spend time doing up my buttons in the, exactly. in the morning. I could just have a magnet. Like, time saver. Yeah, I don't, you know, all, all kinds of stuff like that. That was, a, that was a really cool one, actually. Um, so, Carlos, you just reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah I think I did. So I did saw that shirt actually on your website. And also my friend sent it to me a couple of days before I saw it on your website, he's like, look at this shirt. The guy's just able to put it on and put it off so easily. <laughs> you should buy it. And I'm like, I think it's a great idea to just yeah. <laughs> now the next the, the next invention should be putting putting socks easier because it's it's hard, oh, yeah. it's hard to put socks right now for persons with with disabilities like myself. I mean Leah, how many times I talked to you about having difficulty putting socks on, right? Well and, that's what and, you always found like when we, you would do a presentation at a school with kids, that that was the one thing that you could kind of be, make it relatable for the kids is that you would say like, it takes me seven minutes to put my socks on on. and it takes me this long. And, you know, you didn't start dressing yourself until you were a certain age. And I think, cause kids are able to kind of understand that better, but yeah, you would always talk about, and, you know, even me coming to pick you up for, you know, a presentation and you don't have your jacket or your shoes on yet you know, that, yeah, I'm standing there. I'm standing there <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> We're running late. We have to, you know. Yeah. And have been, yeah. Go ahead, Adam. Oh, go ahead. Well, I just, you know, there's, I, it's, it's all coming. It's, it's hard for me to stay on top of everything that, that we have. Like we, um, yeah, I think we have 2000, over 2000 products on our site now and it's growing, you know, at a hundred per week. A, a lot of it has to do with clothing yeah. and eating and, um bathroom going to the bathroom and, and things like mm-hmm. that but i think i think there, there may even be some stuff about socks i think i saw something on there um, yeah there is one thing i think that it's something that sits on the floor and you can i think i thought we were gonna buy one for you once there, we talked there, about it there, there is one thing about that and, and actually choppers rockmar started selling it but mm-hmm. then pe- people are like do you want to try it and i'm like I tried it and it's still difficult because it's like, yeah. you, you remember the part that I said when people play uh, the game donkey, they cover the eyes and you have to put the tail on the donkey. Well, it's kind of like the same thing for me, but I play the eyes floating, but it's kind of like, you know, putting it through the hole. And, yes. know, it's, it's, I mean, you have to put some sort of an effort, but still, yeah. some of the products are still are useful but some of the products are still kind of challenging to, yeah. to some people. And, mm-hmm. and, and that, for me, that's fun. But for some people, it might not be fun. You know, <laughs> some people might be like, I don't want to waste, you know, 15 minutes of my day, you know, putting, <laughs> putting this right. on, on the sock, right? <laughs> you know? that's, that's, that's really important to know, too, though, right? Like, you, yeah. people need to know the ones that are difficult to use. Um, you know, some some of the tech, some of the stuff that's coming out now is is almost science fiction. Like, I mean, we're we're looking at things like exoskeletons and mm-hmm. yeah, um, brain control interface that read electrical signals in the mind to to generate speech and things mm-hmm. like crazy, like really really things that um, come out of science fiction and that are that are amazing pieces of the technology. Yeah. Um, but the more more that kind of stuff comes out, and this this comes back to like sort of the knowledge gap um, in in the whole space is, you know, you have an ecosystem of, of people who aren't, you know, these robotics engineers or, mm-hmm. um, you know, AI 
engineer like they're just you know it's it's people it's you and me and yeah you know we're we're trying to understand what can work and what can um and i think i think you know what's equally important because people can't keep up with the pace of innovation is having somewhere and you know again this is just speaking to to one of the reasons that we created avico is um so people would have somewhere to write good and bad reviews about mm-hmm. things right so you know what's ready and what's not and you know you otherwise it's all very overwhelming like there's so much innovation mm-hmm. so much and there's no way yeah. to keep up with it right exactly so, so what my understanding from what you're saying adam is that you like when people write good and bad reviews and i'm guessing you take more out of the bad reviews so then you can correct me if i'm wrong but you can take probably more of the bad reviews so then you can improve well as long as people are not being a pain in the in the in the, in the hall to don't say the other word yeah. but a pain in the hall <laughs> of of being being like nice about it to say, you know what, I don't like this product because this and this and this and this. So you can take something out of it and say, okay, to, to your helpers or to your technicians saying, okay, we need to improve on this or we need to look for this or we need to, you know, that's what yeah. I I mean, I think, you know, well, so first of all, it's not about me. I mean, these aren't, these aren't my products, right? Oh, like we're course. just, we're just trying to find, um, we're find we're trying to find all the products in the world and put them yeah. in one spot so it's easy to sort through them and you know based on what your needs are you can you can find them really easily but oh, okay um you know and we we have lists of, of vendors where you can go to to buy them and that's part of the information sharing that mm-hmm. we're trying to try to create but um you know it's the i i i wouldn't say bad reviews i mean i don't think we take i think what what um you know, hopefully manufacturers are checking our site about what people are saying about their product. Yeah. Well, right? Okay. That's good. Um, and, and so I would say the constructive reviews are probably the most mm-hmm. valuable ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that can be good or bad. Um, but constructive, I think, is, is kind of what, what we're going for so that people can really share the value that they got out of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they had an issue that they can articulate it um, in some way, that the manufacturer might be able, if they were looking at our site and saw a, a quote unquote bad review, um, that they could do something with it to improve the product, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, saying this sucks or, you know, this doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, if, if there's a lot of that, then, you know, it's good for, for, for the audience to see that. Yeah because they know it's it's maybe a difficult product to use but an even better an even better review would be this is bad because of this experience i had right um yeah. that's, that's the kind of thing that i would say is so make it as you said make it constructive and and not make it all like just throwing it out there yeah and i can be a good reviewer if you guys want to, <laughs> you know <laughs> i can be a yes that's true a constructive can. constructive reviewer i i, I use a lot yeah. of equipment well i Mm-hmm. Or, or clothing because I live I live alone just for Adam to know yeah. I live alone and, and so I have to manage a lot of things I have to manage people are like oh if you get a helper to help you clean and I'm like yes I do but she comes every two weeks and it's a friend of mine right and but if but if it falls on the floor and I can't really go down I need to find products that you know that helps going down or or going to now that I know about your website, and we've been knowing that for about two weeks now, now you're able to see all the products that are out yeah. there who are that are able to be helpful for a person like myself, for example, who might be hard to go down the floor and clean up some of the of the mess that I do probably daily when I'm cooking. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um. And that, that's exactly, that's exactly right. Is, you know, I, in this, in this world, like in this, in our ecosystem that, that we all live in, no, nobody gets in, like everyone, everyone gets into it um, because they see the good that mm-hmm. can come from, from this community. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's important to remember, like, there's, there's a lot of conversation. I, I see a lot of this. I'm on social media all the time looking at what people are saying about devices. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of conversation about how expensive these devices yes. are. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. true. Right. And especially because, um, you know, for a lot of people in this, in this world, they, there's an inability to uh, earn, you know, as much income as maybe they could have yeah. as an able-bodied person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I don't know. Like, it, yeah, it is expensive. I wish it was, I wish all the, yeah. the was, was less expensive. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but I see, I also, I don't know, I don't know how, what to say to the manufacturers. Like they, this all comes back to the business of it. Right. And if they can't make yeah. money, then these products won't exist at all. And exactly. There's this, this constant struggle there. Um, you know, but I, I do believe that everyone gets into it with, with really good intentions. And if, um, if the users of the products come to the table with ideas that are meaningful to their lives, mm-hmm. um, I believe very strongly that the manufacturers will respond well to that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I also believe that they're doing their best to make these products as affordable as possible. Um, yeah. As our government agencies and vendors, we're all working together to, to fund them. Um, so anyway, and that's, one that, yeah. that's great to hear because Honestly, I think this is a good topic to hear because I used to believe that, or I used to think before I hear your answer and before I hear other people's answers that a lot of the products that are coming out with innovations and accessibility and inclusion are not that affordable for some persons with disabilities, right? And I'm just going, well, but you gotta put you gotta put yourself on the on the shoes of the business as well, on the people who are working behind behind the scenes. Because you can't, you can't go and say, oh, make this lower because it's going to be more convenient for my budget. I, I, can't, I cannot do that. And half of those people cannot do that because they're doing their best they can, as you just said, to make the product as inclusive and as available as possible, right? I think that mm-hmm. there's other topics that could be addressed. I'm not going to address it here, but there's other topics that could be addressed of bringing persons with disabilities to a higher way of of getting paid even more, uh, better, right? right. Uh, but but that's other topics that are in a different topic in a different area. But again, it's it's <laughs> easy it's easy to understand or not easy. Sorry, it's good to understand your point of view. What you're saying about the the business is doing the best we can to or the best they can to to create an accessible item or an accessible. Uh, clothing line or accessible uh mm-hmm. anything on the area for person with disabilities right so I, yeah and i i um i really believe it i like when you work with these organizations that again they don't keep no i, I don't think i've met ever anyone who got into this space without an intention to help people yeah right? um that's just that's just the nature of it right um and and they carry that with them everyone carries that with them and the government agencies too um, who are trying to create programs to help support uh, people with disabilities? Um, you know, they're—I mean, they are liter- they have a social mandate, literally, so they have to—they—they they obviously, you know, care and are doing what they can. Yeah. Um, but for me, it just keeps coming back to this this um, knowledge. This the faster, the faster, the, like there's so many opportunities now. And actually, Carla is like, you're, you don't, you don't want to talk about this now, but I do. Creating, creating new work opportunities for people yeah, yeah. with disabilities is, is now, you know, the pandemic had a terrible effect on our world. There's a few things that, yeah. that have come to light over the last two years that we never would have seen previously. Yeah. And frankly, a lot of that is people staying in their homes, able-bodied people staying in their homes, mm-hmm. being restricted from certain activities, mm-hmm. understanding what kind of innovation needs to happen in order to make it accessible to them from the home. And that's created this mainstream movement of, of making work usable. I'm, I'm going to stay away from accessible and say that it's usable Yes. Mm-hmm. So people who are confined to home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there are new opportunities now um, oh, to increase to increase uh, the the level of income for people with disabilities. You Absolutely. know, I mean, then then you get into other issues like some people rely on certain funding programs. They don't qualify that if they make too much money. I mean, we've seen exactly. All- <laughs> yeah. That as well. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> it is. Um, we, everyone needs to be needs to be having the same conversations. Yeah. Everyone's having different conversations. It's all very siloed, right? Yeah. 
Um, and so, you know, I think, I think the first thing that has to happen is closing this gap of, mm-hmm. of knowledge and information and conversation and making sure that people are all, if, if everyone's speaking about the same things then we're all moving in the same direction. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a really ambitious thing to say, but I, I hope that we can make a role in that. No, I know. No, no worries at all. Yeah. It's, I'm glad you brought it up because it's, it, it is very important to, I always keep advocating about having a potential um, better work possibilities for persons with disabilities. I'm a big advocate about that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we, we need to bite our tongues or sometimes I feel like I need to bite our tongues because uh, I believe that it's kind of, it's kind of, you, you don't want to, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I feel like I could say so many other things, but at the same time, you're like, should I say this? Should I don't? But I totally agree with the fact that we, we have the possibility of increasing work like for persons with disabilities, mostly now that we are, we spent two years at home. You can mm-hmm. see now that you don't need to be at an office anymore. You can work from home as much as you want to. And mm-hmm. as, as so many of us used to say in the organization here with, with uh, cerebral palsy, if you see a person with a disability like myself or any other, uh, usually we're gonna work harder than than the I, w- I don't want to say the average person because every person is different but but like a person who doesn't have a disability because we want to in my experience we want to prove ourselves that we can do it even even more so right but at the same time you you could raise the topic of well why do we need to prove ourselves double like wh- mm-hmm. why do we need to do it like yeah. if, if we are like if we are just if we want to be treated the same way as everybody else, why do we need to put the double effort? You know, but it's true. The mm-hmm. majority of persons with disabilities work the double effort. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, because it is the case, then that should be a big, huge, yeah. like, number for, for a company to say, oh, you know what? I'm going to hire 50% or 60% of individuals with disabilities to work on my company because they would do it. They won't. Yeah. They won't. They won't quit right away, or they won't make excuses of like, "Oh, I can't come to work today because I just don't feel like it." Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? So, what I, is that correct? Did mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, but even even more than that, I think you know the way that remote job postings are now, and I, this might be naive of me. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's naive. <laughs> um, but you know, I think. I think there are there's an opportunity now for like I, I could see a situation where a company puts up a job posting for remote work, writing, um, video editing, um, any anything sort of that that sits behind a computer and that that people are skilled in, mm-hmm. um, and the application like I I think there's a world where that company if they have a number of these postings maybe hire a majority of disabled people who apply without even knowing that that that's the case right, right. um mm-hmm. you know and and like that's kind of what we're what what i again naively um i think we should be striving for is yeah you know that that integration into everyday living without thinking about it yeah um I completely agree Right. Um, I, I have, I have some thoughts and, you know, for whoever is, is listening to this podcast, you know, I guess enjoy if someone can make something of this then great. I use, I use uh, takeout food as a great example, right. Mm-hmm. Or deliver, delivery, you know, one thing that the pandemic created for us is this experience of being able to bring basically any food from any restaurant in your vicinity to your home. Yeah. Right. There, there was a time when fancy restaurants would never consider this sort of exactly. thing. Exactly. You know, and and that meant that if you couldn't go to their restaurant, you couldn't you couldn't experience something special that they were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's that's not the case anymore. Um, but I, I think you know we could take that one step further, and takeout containers could be designed in a way that 
are more user friendly for people with disabilities, mm-hmm. right? Out of the box. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're not struggling to take off that, that tinfoil and, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, dropping um, food out of, out of the styrofoam or, you know, things of that nature. I, I, I think, and I, and I think that's useful for everyone. Yeah. Right. So, absolutely. so, you know, design, design that takeout container in a way that is usable and less costly than what it currently exists everyone buys it and all of a sudden you don't have to think about making something you know usable for for someone with a disability that's just the way things are designed yep Um, exactly and you never know how it will like I came across a video today from Comedy Central and I posted it to our and I thought I was hilarious Um, into our Microsoft teams our organization we do what we like to post things to keep the morale up and it was like about an office, it was a skit, of course, not real, who moved to working from a pool because it was, you know, it was just more relaxing. And, you know, they tried to do all these different ways of remote working, but they found that working from a pool was better. And then they had floaty devices and they had to hire a lifeguard. And then there was extension cords running into the (laughs) pool. So I posted it because they were renovating our Calgary office. So I posted it and said, Ooh, our renovations aren't going so well. So we have to move to this pool. And then Carlos commented and was like, well, actually, that would be great. Actually, it would be good. Him, yeah, it, it is. It would be awesome because his, sure. you know, we all know anybody with CP, you go into water, you feel free and you're relaxed. Yeah. And, and you're relaxed. You can move your legs. You can, yeah, move you, your legs. You can, you can, you can walk uh, without support of, of any kind because you can you can stand up so I was like can I move my office to the pool now you know like because <laughs> you know like it's I, it's better for me for sure I posted as a joke but then Carlos is like no really though no it it's actually not a joke <laughs> it would be awesome I, you you can count me in too I'm I'm with Carlos I want to yeah. I want to work there <laughs> Yeah, just don't do what the one girl did. I think she must have been making her lunch and she had a toaster. And when the lifeguard went in to help her, everybody unfortunately perished. And then the right. the CEO walked in and went, oh, that's not good. Uh, maybe maybe mobile devices only. Maybe mobile yeah. devices only yeah. in, in the pool. We'll, we'll call it like, and maybe maybe we have to do a little bit extra to make sure the iPhones are... Uh, yeah. Or water, or waterproof. <laughs> <Or> waterproof, <laughs> exactly. Worth it. It's worth yeah, it. It totally is worth, worth it. it. Yeah. So Especially maybe when one... I'm looking out at all this snow and ice. <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Going to the so... hot tub and. <laughs> oh, there's a hot tub now. You didn't even oh, tell sure. me. You didn't tell me about the hot. They tub. didn't show one, but I'm thinking that they should add one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they could. In the steam room. Yeah. Could make it. <laughs> they had plastic on their laptops. It's funny. <laughs> That's I enjoyed great. it. I'll, I'll have to check that out after. <laughs> it's, it was funny. I thought it was funny. I'm like, should I? Should I post it? I'm like, ah, I'm gonna post it. <laughs> Everybody can see it. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting with the delivery and stuff too. I was watching TikToks, and there was a girl who works for Instacart, and they're told not to go into people's homes, right? Safety reasons. You don't go into their homes. And she was making a delivery and the person said, can you please bring it in and put it on the table? And she was like, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm not. And she's like, but I, you know, I have a disability. Can you please, but the girl was like, I don't know what to do, you know? And then there was another girl, which was interesting to come across who same thing, work for Instacart, made a delivery, made the decision that, okay, she was going to bring it into the house and ended up finding that there was somebody there who was really struggling. And then she had to call she contacted the person's family and they went and checked on them and realized that, wow, that they really needed help. And then I thought, like, what do you do in those situations? You know, like about how it's really opened up. Yeah. You know, we've talked a lot about throughout the pandemic. It's like, you know, people struggling and and paying attention in your neighborhood. If you see somebody like a, a senior who always goes out and walks and then you don't see them for a week, go check on them and make sure that they're okay and just keeping an eye on each other. So, you know, just talking about deliveries and how it's easier, you know, for accessibility and stuff, but it, I think it's also an opportunity just for people to get a peek inside other worlds and. Oh yeah. I mean, the way, 
I think we've all sort of opened our eyes up to how everyone has different living situations. Um, yeah. It was, it was easy. It was easy to come to work and be in a, in a little bubble in your office. And it yes. felt like once you were at work, everyone was in that bubble. Right. And yeah. you have to think about what they went home to after. And now it's almost like there's no avoiding it. Yes, right? that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's absolutely true. You know, when my, when my, when I'm on a zoom call and my daughter jumps on my lap, I mean, everyone knows that that's my life, right? Um, that's the way it is. Yeah. My cat almost made her way over here. And I was like, <laughs> who cares if she does? Oh, well, <laughs> the way it is. I think it helps. I think it's good. It's made everybody sort of let go of worrying about the presentation of everything. And I mean, yes, we're, you know, we're trying to have a professional podcast, but at the same time, we like the fact that we're not completely yeah. polished <laughs> you know we like that fact because it's real <laughs> it's just more real i'm glad I, I couldn't have made it onto the show if that were the case no worries there <laughs> yeah but, yeah there's but, listen, there's there's still a lot of ground to cover a lot of things i say are big and you know i i, I keep coming back to naive i'm for you know relative to to the people um who live with this every day you know i've i've been in this world for a few years um mm -hmm. and it's not you know i i think that i still have a lot to learn about it um but you know that comes back frankly i think everyone has a lot to learn and that's yeah that's the core right Sorry. um yeah yeah there's there's a lot to learn for everyone it you know i um we spoke to a lot of people you know before before we started Avika, and we found that, um, you know, people would wake up in a hospital after some sort of catastrophic event and yeah. uh, they would, they would say they were at the mercy of like, they, I don't know, they would use words like they're at the mercy or they were helpless um, at the mercy of the therapist that was helping right. them the right. hospital or the vendors who were coming in to talk to them mm -hmm. about their wheelchair options. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, to me, the words, um, mercy like at the mercy or helpless and therapist or care provider in general should never should not, you should never feel those competing interests yep. right um and it was kind of similar to to how people used to talk about going in and buying a car right mm -hmm. um like uh, 30 years ago you go to a car dealership and um you were making this this huge purchase it was a big part of your life you're spending a lot of money and you're at the mercy of the guy who knows more than you, right? Um, right, right. You walk in there, and that's and that's where this idea of the car salesman came in. They could say whatever yep. they want, but there was this there was this um, power dynamic that that was created by a lack of information. Um, and for whatever reason, that just seemed to have made its way into this ecosystem of mm -hmm. um, of you know disabled products and services. Yep. Like it, it didn't, it didn't seem to uh, progress the same way. Like clinicians felt they had to gatekeep this information or, you know, vendors or manufacturers, you know, are, are prevented from talking directly to, to the end users mm -hmm. uh, and things of that nature. But, you know, so how did that change in the car industry is autotrader.com, right? Like, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. People would review cars. You could find you could find facts about, you know, a car with this many miles and this brand yeah. and, and all that kind of thing. Right. And and so it's like the democratization of of information. Um, yeah. And I think so. I think that's something that's happening now. And that's that's something that we're trying to champion. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's about information. Everything's about information. I didn't, I, I'm learning a lot. Everyone that we try to, to support is learning a lot. The clinicians, the everyone. So, Absolutely. Uh, so Adam, do you think people need to work more together uh, to be able to get more information, such as the the way, the example you put it with the cards, like the, the, the salesmen are not, they're still there, some salesmen, but they're not as much as they used to be because of that auto trader do you think people are working towards that now or or are they still need to work more together to be able to get to get uh, uh, what do you it's, think it's, it's such a good question carlos um you know i think there are pockets of people who are working together 
to understand this stuff. Um, <coughs> you know, but there's so many forces and I'm learning about this all the time too. There's so many forces at play. Um, you know, the clinicians, like you, you have people who are living with disability and all, and that's overwhelming in itself. And, and, you know, to say now go out and, and learn all this stuff about advanced technologies. Sometimes it's simple technologies, but, you know, sorting through all of that is overwhelming. Um, same, same with their families who, who are trying to support them. They're also trying to deal with, you know, coping with this change to their loved one. Um, and then you're asking them to go out and learn. And then there's the clinicians who frankly are underfunded. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my wife works as an occupational therapist here in Ontario. Um, and I see that her shift is from eight to four 30. Um, but she is working from seven until, you know, seven, just trying to make sure that, you know, she can see everyone on her floor that day who needs to see an occupational therapist. Right. Yeah. And there's no relief. Like there's no, there's no sign that that's coming. So, you know, now we're saying, okay, well, do the, do the therapists have time to look at all of this, all, all of this information? Um, you know, the vendors, the vendors are making small margins and they're not getting paid enough by the government. And then they can't hire the high skilled people that they need to understand the new technologies and innovations. Right. And then you have the government. I mean, they're government agents. They don't have engineers on there to, to understand what's coming down. Like, so like one thing after the other, and what ends up happening is everyone defaults to the things that they know existed that that's been handed down and that they know off the top of their head very quickly. Um, because, it works. They know it works. And, but it, it may not, there may be other things out there that work and they just haven't had time to understand. Yeah. Right. So, so Carlos, I think the answer to your question is everybody wants to, mm -hmm. I think everybody wants to, right. When you talk to people, you understand what the ideal, the ideal is. Everybody wants to work together to find, to, to do this um, mm -hmm. and reduce the gaps, but whether it's just time or overwhelming or in inability like um so it's about simplifying the information making it bite-sized making it accessible where where everybody is um at least that's what we think <laughs> that's yeah. our that's our <laughs> hypothesis right yeah. i mean there's it could be it could be we could be wrong and none of this <laughs> work um but the the theory right now is you know, you find the things that are important. You start with the most important pieces of information. Mm -hmm. You put it where those people are and they can find it or push it to them so they don't have to go looking for it. Yeah. Um, you know, like one of the one of the things that we built Avika on um, was this idea of creating a profile so that we could we could bring the best technology to you. Mm -hmm. right? So you in you input things about yourself. Um and then the, the website does the rest, right? And that mm -hmm. includes product listings or content. Like if we know that you live in Canada and it's wintertime, you know, you're going to log in, you're going to see a list of how to winterize your wheelchair, Perfect. right? Yes. Um, so, you know, that's, does everyone need to work together? Yes. You know, am I, do I think it's fair to ask everyone to work together, not, not with the restrict, not with the constraints mm -hmm. um, that they are. And so, you know, I think someone needs to take ownership of recognizing that for what it is, mm -hmm. creating content, creating education and getting it in their hands at the same time. So when they do come together in an appointment and they have those 15 minutes together, somehow, some way they've all learned what they needed to know to come in and have a conversation together yeah. when they get there. Right. Yeah. If it only could be as easy as like being a beauty influencer, you make 10 TikToks on putting on makeup and then all of the makeup companies send you all their products saying, here, try this, try this. <laughs> if only they could do that. And Carlos all of a sudden has <laughs> 10 boxes at his door. Try this, right. try this. And then. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, like maybe, maybe the clinician saw something during their 15 minutes of lunch when they were at their desk and maybe Carlos saw something when, you know, yeah. he was, he was off and, you know, sitting in the waiting room somewhere on his phone. And, you know, maybe the government, someone from a government agency saw something at a conference and, 
all of a sudden that thing that that we all need to rally around happens but it didn't all happen together it happened yeah. where where it could it found yes. it found its voice and its place where it could right yeah um i have no idea how we're how we're gonna do that but we're gonna we're gonna work yep. our, our darndest <laughs> to try to make that real <laughs> no i understand that no thank yeah. you and i'm for responding to that question is really i really wanted to know if if it's really important to come together and uh, yeah i think that's a really good answer. Thank you, Adam, for, mm-hmm. for responding to that, for sure. Thank you. I want, to, I want to say yes. I mean, I think everyone wants to come together, yeah. but I just don't know how we, like, there's so much that we need to come together about. So. Yeah. It's true. A lot. Yeah. Have you, well, other, uh, your experience as well, Carlos, like, have you, um, you know, how does that, I, I, I how, how do you think that everyone needs to work together to do this? I mean, you, you live it, you know, I've never been on that side. I really, I really think that it's kind of similar to your view, but at the same time, I really think that people need to be more open about it, about hearing things. Like we need more people like yourself. We need more people like, I'm not trying to sweet talk our guests here. Just to tell the, the audience that we don't but, need to butter him up anymore. But, He's here. <laughs> exactly. But, but but it's true. Like it's it's so hard to find people who are and, and this might sound really bad, but it's so hard to find people that are open to to be helpful to persons with disabilities. It's it's tough because it's becoming in my opinion, it's becoming, it's, it might sound bad again, and I hope I don't get in trouble, but it's be, this world is becoming a little bit selfish, you know? I, I feel like this world is becoming a little bit selfish, uh, and I think that, and I've seen it in all different aspects, because I've seen it in, when you go to bars, me and Leah had this discussion one time about accessibility and inclusion, one of our podcasts, was about that. Mm-hmm. And I go to a bar, I'm not gonna say the name, but I go to a bar below below myself, below myself here, where I actually went to the manager and I said, could you be able to make the bathroom a little bit accessible? Like make it a little wider, make, uh, instead of having tall tables, make it like smaller ones. Oh, we don't have enough persons with disabilities coming to this bar. Uh, to, to make those changes plus I it's, very, why. <laughs> it, it's very expensive to make those changes and I'm just going hello like and that's what I told uh, the way what I told Leah is it's great to come together as 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 my goal is for have so many people to come together and work together but at the same time how many of those people want to come together and work together you did mention something really good that earlier in this podcast where the manufacturers, for example, of the clothing companies and stuff, they all have the best intentions to it. But if it's only the 10% of that portion, you still have another 90% of that portion that they can come together and help that 10% of that portion. You know what I mean? So I've seen it with the bars. I've seen it with dance clubs. And I don't go to that many to that many dance clubs, but I see I've seen that I've I've seen it with I've seen it on, on household places, I've seen it on with technology place like I've seen it with so many things. I even went to a place here in in Edmonton. I'm not going to say again what because I don't want to put it under the carpet. But I went to this place. Uh, you can ask Leah when I had an accident when it comes to falling where my crutches, I, I needed another crutches. I needed other crutches because my one crutch broke, right? When my one crutch broke, you don't have the tool to be able to move because it's already broken. So I went to this particular place and I said, can I rent this for, I don't know, two weeks? Oh no, you have to buy it. Well, if I cannot rent it because I don't have the money, can I lend it? Oh no, you cannot lend it because it's a product and it's our product, which I understand completely, but that's when we are stranded as a, as a, as a individual with a disability, right? 
And I think we, as a company, and this is hard for me because I, I don't own a company. That's the important part. But we need to come together. And I don't know how many people are willing to come together in today's day and age other than a small portion like yourself. And I really do appreciate it that your, your mm-hmm. company, your Vika, is actually doing something like a lot, not something, but a lot good for the society, um, which I, I don't get to see it as often. This might sound bad, but I don't see it as often. To be honest, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's important to say that we're not doing it alone, too. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, part of part of what we do is we find uh, other companies for whom the information that we're publishing they mm-hmm. they have they prioritize it the same way we do. They value it the same way we do, mm-hmm. and they want to take a thought leadership role. So, you know, like we have sponsors um, mm-hmm. for content, um, which is you know, really important for us to be able to continue our work and to produce it ourselves. Yeah. And I, and I do like it, it has value um, to them. I mean, they're they certainly every sponsor is perceived as thought leadership and there's some marketing value there. Um, you know, but they, the, the people, the organizations that we work with um, there, there's an intent to do good there as well. Right. That's um, great. You see it every day. And I think that that probably contributes to my optimism about this um it's hard to be that bar owner it's hard to be that company that sells crutches and relies on the sale of crutches to to um you know make their living i i don't know i don't have the answer um Mm -hmm. i like to think but i you know i i enjoy the thought exercise um because i think i think the world is is getting there and people mm-hmm. are willing to participate in the thought exercise. If the, I think the real question is, if we went to that bar owner and said, hey, can we sit down and think about, like brainstorm some ways where this won't be so expensive for you. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're all in this together. You need to make mm-hmm. your money. You know, you're just because you're not disabled doesn't mean that, um, you know, you don't have to get by in life. And I don't know what your mm-hmm. life situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is there a way that we can work together on this? I think. Oh, and my, my, sorry for interrupting, but my original approach was the same way you, you're doing it. Yeah. Oh, well, then. I, I want to brainstorm. I want to talk to you. I want to, I want to tell you how we can work together. I want to, so I even told him I can draw a fundraiser for you. I can right. even draw a fundraiser for you and I can, right. oh, sorry. Um, oops. Sorry, sorry. I can <laughs> I can draw I can draw a fundraiser for you, uh, I, to help you, to help you improve, to help you get on to uh, make this place more accessible. And they were so they were so the the response was under the city of Edmonton, we are already accessible, and yeah. I'm just going <laughs> already know. accessible yeah. under your under the city yeah. but not not under half of the people <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean I know. so the approach wasn't you have to do this because you have no. to do this. no the approach was I want to work together with you to to help You're, you understand right. why this is important and I want to work together with you to to help you know that this is your business and this is going to help you in the end grow your business right but if they don't want yeah. to, there's nothing. I can you know do. what you did that. You did that a hundred percent the right way. Yeah. Then I can't. I can't speak to that bar owner. Uh, I guess all I can do is be hopeful that you know over over time more and more people are valuing um, yeah. the inclusion more more and more. Um, yeah. So hey, I'll 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 do you a favor, Carla. I'll just keep I'll just keep telling people. I'll just keep saying these words and hoping hope that someone yeah. listens to me one day. Right. <laughs> that, that's right. That, that's that's a lot helpful, actually. That's very very helpful. And and I want to thank your your all your your people that work together as a partner, as your sponsorships, and everybody who comes together with the BCAP because they are as open as you are to be able to be helpful for individuals in in where you are located, for individuals around Canada, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think is fantastic and uh, I don't have a microphone today to, to drop it but I would drop it if, if that was the case. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, for sure. Uh, I do have one more question. I know that it's past one and you probably have a lot of things to do. I have a lot of things to do too. <laughs> But uh, Leah, do you want to ask the question that we always ask? I mean, we kind of yes. touch base on it, but but we can we can yeah when I ask that question. Not, well, seeing I, as your work, I'm, I'm on I'm on the edge of my seat. I can't. Are wait you? To, yeah. <laughs> well, seeing as your work and your website are working towards helping people live their life without limits, do you, Adam, live your life without limits? Oof. Uh, that's, that's a, that is a loaded question right there. Um, I know. you know what I, I live, um, I live, I live happy. I would say I, yeah. I push, I push my limits. Um, I try to push my limits. Um, but I mean, I guess it's something that, that I could always do better. I could always do better with. Um, and mm -hmm. you know what? I, I draw a lot of inspiration from the people I see come through the assistive technology clinic and the people that right. we work with. And, yeah. um, you know, every, every day I look at, I, I have the opportunity to, to see people who are, um, living their life without limits when, yeah. when previously we would look at them and say, you know, those are some pretty serious limitations. So yeah. I, I could probably do better relative to, to the people that I get to see every day. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, 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 very good answer. Thank you so much um, yep. for for that. We different have for we, everybody. We have had different responses from everybody, and that's the greatest yep. part oh, no. about about like this it. this this show because we have had fantastic responses, and yours is probably one of my top favorite ones. But it's true. <laughs> it's very, very true. Um, we all live our life without limits the way we can and uh mm -hmm. yeah so thank you so much uh leah do you have any more questions responses no nope. i don't think well, so it's been adam do you have any more last or not last more comments because i don't think it will be the last I just, one You're i think i'm going to go back through all of your uh podcasts to see how people answer that question now <laughs> i know right yeah uh, it's always different yeah i love it <laughs> you're more than welcome to you're more than welcome to uh yes we encourage you to <laughs> i think i think i need to i don't i think it's going to be a compulsion now to, <laughs> yeah. to go through them. Yeah. and if you do if you do have some feedback we always ask our guests if they have some feedback for mm -hmm. improving our podcast for making it better uh for our, for ourselves for our organization for for our producer which is Rubo Posse Alberta and for ourselves for me Alia just let us know feel free to let mm -hmm. us know it doesn't have to be uh today it could be whenever you get a chance to and just let criticism. us know constructive <laughs> criticism just just as as we love it you know uh, as Leah as Leah said one time make sure that's good thing to say and make sure there's a constructive a, a sandwich a compliment a sandwich, sandwich a yes. compliment sandwich <laughs> yeah that's right that's a, that's a good life skill the compliment it is. sandwich it exactly. is. <laughs> thank you so much Adam. it's been a pleasure for me to meeting you today uh thank you for reaching out to leah for talking to leah for being so open about it and uh for being a part of the show it's, it's always a pleasure to have uh, people like yourself in our show. Mm -hmm. so. ah, this was amazing, guys. Thank you so much for giving me a, a chance to be on here. Thank you. No, happy no problem. to have you here. We're very happy to have you. And just before I go, uh, for all of our audience, just to let people know, uh, we do have a little advertisement. Well, it's not an advertisement, <laughs> I would say. It's more of a post on Instagram, a right? A plead, <laughs> as Leah said. There, there's a. We started a little camp. Well, it's not a campaign. It's just more like a post of saying, "Buy a coffee for my life without limits yeah. podcast." So it's buy a coffee for my life without limits podcast. It's like a little. If you want to become a monthly donor, if you want to become just a one-time donor, if you want to become a a. Uh, weekly donor whichever you prefer uh you're free and it doesn't have to well it's not free it's it's you're free to go and look at it that's what i meant to say you have it's, the freedom to make that choice you have the freedom <laughs> to, to make that choice to support us it, yeah. you can support us uh through our website which is if you go to our website there's at the top of our website www.cp 
Alberta.com. There's a ways to give. There's our My Life with All Limits podcast there that you can go and check it out. Or you can go to our Instagram page, which is what what is our Instagram page, Leah? At, I know what um, it is. at My Life Without Limits podcast. We exactly. have a link tree. And I'll put all the links in the show notes. And you guys can go to buy me a coffee. And I mean, despite what some people who know me might think, I won't actually spend the money on coffee. Um, on my Starbucks, but, but it will go towards our programs and services. And of course, furthering our reach with this podcast. Yes. And and just like a cup of coffee, it will, it will make you feel warm and good and give you lots of energy for your day. Exactly. It makes you feel good. And just as Adam (laughs) said, it will make you feel amazing. It will make you you feel good. Thank you for bringing that up. Adam. really do appreciate it. And, uh, well, thank you so much, guys, for being here, for listening to all of our audience. Thank you so much. Once again, to Adam, thank you so much. Don't forget to go visit abika.io. It will be all of our, in all of our uh, platforms. It will be also in our description. And uh, don't forget also to live your life without limits. Have yourself a wonderful day, and we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.